Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kip. And happy Halloween! Spooktober! This is actually being released on Halloween. So we chose to do a scary movie, which by its name I thought would have more to do with pets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think- we were incorrect, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Because we've watched it and this is what we've sent for. Pet cemetery. There's animals involved. Yes, it has a whole cemetery for pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's one animal. There's yes. a zombie dog. There is a zombie dog. Yeah, but there's like, as, a, as a character in the movie, there's really just one animal. Yes. Um, so, I guess, what did any of you guys know about Pet Cemetery before we watched it? Uh, I was getting it mixed up with Poltergeist in my brain. Oh, cool. cool. So, that does have uh, dead pets in it. Yes. They bury, so, uh, I was incorrect. And I don't think I've actually ever seen Pet Cemetery before. <laughs> I thought it was, like, a whole cemetery brought back to life, not just one One. thing at a time. Yeah. I definitely knew that when you buried the animal in the cemetery, it came back to life. I knew that was a thing. But I didn't know... So, in the movie, there's the pet cemetery where Mm -hmm. you bury your pets, but then there's also a uh, Micmac... Um, burial ground, mm-hmm. and that's where you bury the corpse for it to come back to life. So it's a separate place, and yes. that I did not know. Um, so it's a Stephen. It, this is a film based on a Stephen King novel, mm-hmm. which yes. is also based semi on a real thing in his life. So really? yeah, kind of to a degree. Okay. Uh, so he had up, a sibling brought back by you know no. him being buried yep. in a. So, <laughs> yep. What do you guys Bradford know? King. What do you guys know of Stephen King as just, I guess, a human and where he lives? Um, he writes most of his novels in Maine. Yes, for no reason. Uh, well, that's where he lives. Oh, goddamn it! <laughs> um, yes, uh, he is a person from Maine. Um, he okay. wrote this book in a house that was in Maine, similar to the house the family lived in. It was on a busy road. Right. Um, and because of that busy road... Okay, so... Wind you back. Pet Cemetery is a... Spoiler alert. Talks about death, child death, animal death. Warning, yep. warning, warning. Well, anytime we're talking about a movie, there's a spoiler alert. This yeah, was, but... This I've, is the original. This was released in 1989. So yes. if you don't... If you were like look, us and never seen it... Yeah. Look here. Um, but also... <laughs> Get it together. Everybody. The main plot line is... Um, family, Dr. Family moves into the house. Um, they learn that the road's very busy, mostly kills animals. They find a pet cemetery. Like Their child almost there. dies immediately, though. Yeah, their child does almost die I don't know why they moved on to this busy-ass road. Mm. Where the trucks go inexplicably fast. They yes. go, like, warp speed down this, this road. This is a two-lane road. Mm-hmm. And In the, a residential area. Right, and it's, the trucks are going, it's, it's a, a highway. highway. It is a highway, but it's a two-lane highway. Have you ever lived on a highway, though? No, because I would never live on a highway because I decide where I live based partially on does it have traffic right okay. in front of my well, fucking house. I've I've been in a house that lives on a highway. That's and a bad choice. It just sometimes happens when with you're the poor, geology. You don't always. Well, it's also <laughs> just geologists like geologists. Okay, 
I'm trying to give the summary of the movie first before you get angry at the location of the house. No, I'm judging him. Okay. So, family moves in, busy highway, neighbor tells them, shows them the pet cemetery. Pet cemetery was started because of how many pets were lost in the area due to the traffic on the road. Um, family is like, oh no, that's that's bad. And then uh, Cat eventually gets hit by truck. Oh my god, could have seen this coming. And while the fam- why, uh, the daughter, the wife... It's the daughter's cat. Yes, yeah, the daughter's cat. The daughter, the wife, and the son are away. And they, he, the neighbor finds it. The neighbor's like, come with me. I'm going to show you something. Go past the pet cemetery to the old Micmac um, First Nations people graveyard, which I don't believe is probably accurate at all, but we're going to, they yeah. are a indigenous people to the area of Maine. So who, yeah. there's probably some mythology in that area because Stephen King is a local of that area. Might've heard something about, some sort of barrier. It's really rights. cool when, you know, cultures cultures are appropriated for storytelling purposes. Yeah. It uh, it happens yeah. a lot with Stephen King's novels. Uh-huh. Um but moving on past that, because this bad don't do I it. I mean poltergeist does the same thing. Yeah, Native poltergeist American. does that. It, <laughs> it's American. a common trope in horror. Yeah. Native American burial grounds. Super cool. Mm. Which I've uh been to those before and you know very there's peaceful. something that's just, yeah, it's, it's worse when it's, like, a horror movie doing it, too. Yeah. yeah. So, fairy cat, cat comes back to life, not quite right. Mm. Tragedy strikes, young Still son dies. Still mostly fine, though, honestly. Still mostly fine, yeah, a little creepy, glowy eyes. Doesn't like him, but, you know, yeah. brought him back to life, so, you it's know what? It's his cat now. It's his it's cat. fine. Winston Churchill can be mad at him, that's yes. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, name of the cat. Yes. No. Son dies, dramatic... Horrible yeah, pain. Skipping through. Well, also, I'm giving the sum. I'm trying to give the summary so we can move on to talking. You, but you guys keep getting upset at things. Um, so sun dies. Fairy brought back to life. Zombies ensue. Cutest zombie ever. Cutest zombie ever. Movie. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil the very end of the movie, but like we don't really learn a lesson on the permanency of death. No, so, this guy's an idiot. No, yeah, it's so... grieving moron. That's the summary of the movie. The summary of the movie is basically a father dealing with the concept of a child dying and how he can't basically function or actually handle the concept of death, so therefore keeps doing these horrific things to bring back the people he loves back to life instead of just facing death. Now, while it says this is based on a real thing, Stephen King lived on a busy road where there was an actual pet cemetery that people created because of a issue with the highway killing pets and other animals. And so it was created in the area. So Stephen King was aware of it, like he lived near it. And then he had a scary moment where they were out in the yard playing with their kids. And like, it's a toddler, they run fast. He, like, lost track of him for a second. He was so close to the Stephen road. This is Stephen King's child. This is Stephen King's child. And he, Stephen King got to him just in time and pulled him back away from the road. Mm-hmm. But that feeling of what happened if I didn't notice when I noticed is what inspired this story. So this story was kind of written as a processing trauma of this because Stephen King, they also lost a family cat to the road. Yeah. So this is literally him processing a lot of trauma, and he wrote the book, 
And basically, like, all of his books are kind of that. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, drama. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but he wrote this book and then shoved it. His wife read it, and then they both decided they were shoving it in a drawer, and he wasn't going to publish it. Okay. And then later got published later on after he had some time away from it. Right. But that is the basic background of the book. And then there was also a screenplay written during the big, heavy, like, Shining, Carrie, um, Misery movies that did really well for Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other one with the car? The car? Yeah. Cujo's also one. Cujo's one. Christine. Christine? That seems right. The name of the killer car. Killer... The car that comes to life and murders people. Stephen King. Yeah, Christine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Live Google. Live Google. Okay. (laughs) So never. I've heard of killer cars before, but I'd never. I don't think I've ever heard of Christine. Chris, you've never heard of Christine? No. I feel like it. It was one that was on TV a lot, Mm -hmm. and I. I don't know. A couple of my family members liked Stephen King. Like my uncle had a large collection of Stephen King. And my older sister borrowed some of his books for a while. So, I never read horror. I never watched horror. Um, my background with horror is basically my little sister got scared of X-Files and my mom banned it when I was like <laughs> six or seven. No no horror in the house because right. my little sister reacted really poorly to X-Files. Right, right. And then as a teenager, I watched some horror movies because he and my other friends were into it. And I'm like... Oh, this isn't that bad. I can actually like horror. No. So I have a weird backlog. Um, my uh, my experience with Stephen King is just watching the the uh, movie review of the Langoliers and just how like hilarious it was. Okay. It was an adaptation of a short story that Stephen King wrote. Okay. And it's quite silly. What is um, Heath? What's your experience with Stephen King? You like horror? Have I, you- I don't. I always remember which movies are Stephen King. Uh, you've seen The Shining. Oh, yep, yeah. The Shining. More recently. Yeah, uh, did you ever see Misery? Yeah. Okay, those are like two of the big ones. Carrie is another one. Carrie's great. I've never seen Carrie. Yeah. I've seen that I love the okay. fact that Stephen King, like, people were criticizing him because he's so prolific and all mm-hmm. his, his books are so famous mm-hmm. that... They said that the only reason why his books are famous at this point is because it says Stephen King. Oh, yeah. So he started writing books under pseudonyms. Oh, really? And then they became blockbuster bestsellers. Oh, really? Yeah. I think <laughs> and he, then he was like, ha, take that. <laughs> I think he is a good writer. It also sounds yeah. like he is a very interesting, like, fairly down-to-earth person, too, in the same way. Because oh, yeah. He, he writes in Maine, like Kip said, and uh, he actually, part of when the movie got picked up, he one of the requirements for it to be actually filmed is he required it to be filmed in Maine. Right. Because that was the source material. He felt like the environment was very important. And he also felt like Maine is an underappreciated or utilized tool in media because media films in a handful of places. There's a couple of places. Georgia. In, yeah, it's Georgia big. now. All the more Marvel Marvel. Well, Marvel films. like at the time it was New York, mm. uh, Hollywood, Hollywood, and then Los Angeles. some air, Hollywood and Los Angeles are in the same oh, okay. area. I haven't looked at them on the map. Well, Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I okay. agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, parts of Canada also. 
were big filmed places, but otherwise not really many places were filmed outside. They're all set built. Right. And so he required that. So they actually filmed in Maine and something the like they took over the town that was where the pet cemetery actually was. Mm-hmm. So they found locations to shoot at. A lot of locals were extras in the film. Um, nice. It was like a big deal at the time. Like a lot of undiscovered stars were actually used because they couldn't get a lot of big stars. Right. I loved listening to those local accents. Yeah. Those were just, I, I love accents in general, mm-hmm. but like, it's kind of like a Southern drawl mm-hmm. mixed with that old timey, um, uh, Hollywood, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Diction or yeah. whatever you call it. It was like, you know, well, do you recognize who the neighbor times? Like, like Judy Garland, like, yeah. Oh, we are going to, you know, but it's like, but there's also a drawl to it. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed the accents a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you actually recognize the actor who played Judd, who was the neighbor who introduced the poor family to the pet cemetery? And the, not recognize him. He was, uh, he, I recognize the mom. So the he's Samantha it, Carter from Stargate. I never watched the show, but I did recognize after like I realized who the actor was. Uh, he's from the Monsters. Oh, and actually, he looks familiar. He's, he's the dad yeah. from Monsters. Yeah, he's from the Brooklyn. Monsters. Yeah, oh, I love him. The studio actually didn't want to hire him because of his recognition with the Monsters, and they're you like, can't recognize him at all. Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, at the time, got, yeah. I think it would have been easier because mm-hmm. it was a lot more recent. That's true. But That's true. Um, the production studio also didn't want to create this film at all because, like I said, the script was written. It was sold to um, I forget what studio made it, but it was sold to basically because that's how scripts scripts are written. They get bought up. And then they stay in limbo for a lot of time period. Mm-hmm. And uh, unless they get, like, directors and things and stuff on board and the production actually wants to do anything with it. So it stayed in limbo. Someone, like, is like, Stephen King's old news. No one's going to watch his movies anymore. We're moving on. Right. Then comes in a writer strike. Oh, we love those writer strikes. Writers are like, dude, you gotta pay us more. The studios are like, uh, we have to like sit here and fight with them for a while. Mm-hmm. So the production house is like, okay, we need script. Go, everyone, go check our backlogs. We need a script that does not need to be edited at all because we cannot pay a writer right now. What do we got? And like, <laughs> well, here's the thing. One of the uh, lady producers on the table who had been trying to get Pet Cemetery picked up for years, like, stuck her hand up. And the head guy's like, no, not the Pet Cemetery. Absolutely And not. she's like, but it's what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. And she's like, read it. And she, like, fought for it. And he's like, fine, we'll do the Pet Cemetery. But it's on your head type thing. Yeah, yeah. And so they hired a female director, which is unusual for horror at the time period. They moved everyone to Maine for the shooting. They got a lot of local actors. They got a lot of, like, children actors is another thing. And they had the pet, the couple of pet actors, which is mainly uh, the cat. Um, Winston Churchill is the cat's full name, but they mm-hmm. call him Church. Church, yeah. I think they had seven cats playing Church. Okay. And, um... Yeah. 
Well, so, some of them were literally like, this is our tree climbing cats. I know, I know. This is our cuddle cats. This mm. is our... This is our angry cat. Yes. These are our several angry cats. This, this is, is our, our cat who... Multiple angry kitty cat. Yeah. Um, the daughter was actually played by a set of twins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The... I like that well, they daughter. They both did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. They did yeah. really good. Those little really girls good. looked like they were 30 years old. What? <laughs> Try that again. I just looked at their face and they just they had a very old face, you Don't know? You mean they were serious? Like there's going to be no mystery as to what they're going to look like when they grow up. You okay. Know? Like, okay. Also, I think I was wrong about um, Denise, uh, Denise Crosby, the yeah. mom. Uh-huh. Um, she was actually in Star Trek Next Generation as the head of security Okay. Uh, that was my fault. I knew I recognized her from some sci-fi. She's not Samantha from Stargate. Don't come at me. It's, She's it's Lieutenant you, Tasha. Is this what you thought Ellie was going to look like when she grew up? Yes. Lieutenant Tasha Yar. <laughs> That's what it was. Yep. Uh, I can't believe I mixed her up. Um, the little child actor was not a twin, which also the director had to fight on because they wanted all the kids to be played by twins because of labor. Uh, when you film a movie with children, there's a lot of labor, like, for reasonable reasons. Kids can only be on set for so long. They can only be working for so long. They have to take breaks every now and again. The director really liked the little boy who played, um, I'm trying to remember his name now. What's the little boy's name? Uh, Glenn or... No, Gage. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he was a very... He's a very good actor, I would say, at that Nico age. Nico mm-hmm. Yes, Nico. So cute. And I think Precious. it really helped because the director, because she was working with children, she intentionally filmed as much of the scenes with the children in order as possible, mm-hmm. in chronological order, which is very unusual for a film. They just do um, pieces as they need it, but with the children, she kept it in chronological order to help the kids keep their... Um, their ability to track in the story mm-hmm. and in order to get the best performances out of it. Also, they made it into very much a game for the kids. Like oh. everything was like, uh, like the scene where Nick or Gage, uh, bit the old man's neck. Um, yeah. They had, they showed them, they're like, you just like pull it like it's baloney or something. They were like, it's just a fun <laughs> little game. This just, is so fun. And he did it. He, like, went in and, like, bit and pulled it out. He did a great job. But then as the actor who played Judd was, like, acting dying, mm-hmm. Nico got very upset. And they had to, like, pause the shooting and be like, it's okay, Nico. It's okay. Everything's we're fine. Just playing, we're just playing. Look, he's okay. He's so doing great. I, I'm sure because he's... He's a toddler. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about the... the actor who played Judd. Yeah. Uh, Fred, I forgot his last name already. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he did very well. Oh, yeah, he did. dad monster, and how could he not be the... Fred, he he actually wrote... So fatherly. He he did actually write a series of children's books that he gave to the actor, Nico's actor, when they were on set together, and the uh, current actor, he still has the book somewhere in storage. He's like, yeah, it was a very sweet, really fun time. And he's like, it's actually one of his films he likes to look back at because he has very little memories of it. 
So it's a lot. It's a lot small because he's so small when he did it. So it's a lot easier to watch one of those films because he doesn't critique it because he's like, I don't remember any of this, so I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, but wow, he wrote some pretty trippy books: The King Who Reigned, Yeah, A Chocolate Mousse for Dinner, The Little Pigeon Toad. I think I've heard of The Little Pigeon Toad. Yeah, it they the artwork looks pretty neat. It seems very trippy, very cool, very surreal. Fun I kids want to books. read the King Who Reigned. Yeah, that one looked real fun. Because he's it's literally a king, king who's floating in the sky and he's raining water. Yeah. It looks very cool. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um But also so the kids actually had a very good time filming. They knew it was scary at certain parts because they had to act in scary scenes. Mm-hmm. But uh so a background story the mom in the story has a big trauma and dealing with deaths and accepting best because that's well, I think that's actually one of the major through lines of the film is how do you accept death mm-hmm. so what do you guys think of the film's attempt to try to explain that and work through death I guess that's one of the big conversation points of this movie I think it did a really good job because I've had to go through that, and, you know, we, yeah. we've talked about death a lot, because it's yeah. what I like to talk about most. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I remember when I was a teenager thinking about whether or not I wanted to bring my sister back, and pointedly deciding no, mm-hmm. because, like, you know, even if she had, like, they could have saved her now, um, with the technology that we have, uh, um, based on the injury that she got, as mm-hmm. far as I know, they, they had a better chance of saving her now than they did back in 2001, obviously. That can happen, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, the, but even in that instance, I understood that that would have had repercussions on her ability to live and what her, and it, it I learned from a very young age what, the term quality of life meant, mm-hmm. you know? So for the dad to be so short-sighted and so, so stricken with grief mm-hmm. to not even consider the quality of life. As a doctor, too. Loved, as a doctor who's been through it. Yeah. I it, think did, it, it did. It, I, it is one of those movies where you have to suspend, suspend, suspend disbelief yeah. to enjoy it. But that, to me, was a bit too fanciful. I, I agree. I get that. Cat, he didn't know because yeah. he just... Yeah, he was just bearing it. He was just following I mean, his neighbor. He should have reason. been figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, because that when he was talking to the neighbor, uh, you know, after they found the, the, the key, deceased cat mm. in the neighbor's yard, uh, he was talking about, like, you know, how he's going to have to tell his daughter, and then the neighbor's like, well, there might be another way. And then they go on this, what seems like, five-mile hike. This 20-mile hike up through like the woods. And shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, why would you not cry for more information before mm. that point? And also, you have to be getting the sense that you're burying this cat to, like, to do something more significant than just bury it. And I yeah. do think there is something... You know, and also, if you had, like, there were warnings before. I wonder if... King was trying to do the thing that even this man of science can be corrupted by grief too. Because early in the film, the wife does not want to talk about death at all because of her trauma. I don't think he was grieving his his daughter's cat, though. Yeah, it's yeah, and this doesn't apply to that. I understand the son, though. 
Yeah, the sun makes more sense, but... Uh, also, it, the cat didn't seem like that off. Yeah. No. The cat was just a little they creepy. Didn't, yeah, the they didn't just... emphasize, like, the daughter complaining about the cat being off. All she did was complain about the smell at one point, and she doesn't yeah. keep complaining about that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they get it bathed. Right, so it sounds like it doesn't keep smelling, and the cat looks pretty normal. Other it than just, the glowy eyes. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it has glowy eyes, but it seems like only he notices that. Yeah. And every once in a while, it'll be covered in blood. Well, that's only toward the end when it's, only it joins the, the murder like party. The rat. It oh yeah, it did. Oh yeah, when it well, it brought it him kill the rat. The bloody part. Yeah, it's, it's, just, yeah, it's more murdery. Yeah. It's but. a little bit murdery. Yeah, it's it, but it's giving it to its human. Yeah, I do like how you it's know, just, new human who brought it back. He's like, I love you. Have like a dead rat. At you though. Really don't know how to feed. Fuck yourself. you! Here's a rat in your bathtub. <laughs> like your dirty bath water. <laughs> yeah. it was dirty before you even got into it. Yeah, it was not clear. It was Ugh. not totally clear. Yeah. I would not see. They did the same thing uh, with the dirty bath water in. Um, Maybe uh, it was like the, because it's a, like in, an older tub or something, and it just didn't. Look yeah, clear. yeah, but it, yeah. I think it's from several shots, honestly. Yeah. But you go ahead, Kim. What were you saying? They did the same thing with that in Fight Club. But it was to emphasize that they were living in an abandoned building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this was probably, like, it was, because some shots look cleaner than others, so mm. I think it was just, like, a shot thing. Maybe Maine just has shitty water. Maybe it has if very minerally water. Maine, can they email us and let us know how, how clear your bathtub water is, please? Well, I think maybe it might have been a little different 30 mm. years ago. I mean, you know, I'm just curious. So, so, um, back to the idea of grief, the, what I think was trying to be relayed, which I do think loses some in the suspension of disbelief, the father at the beginning of the movie is very, like, we're going to discuss death, we're going to accept death, death Mm. happens, and then when he loses someone he cannot fathom losing, that's when his whole ability to go, this isn't right, quality of life, everything I've learned as a physician needs to stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like... Do no harm. Do no harm. No, he kind of loses his mind. Yeah, he loses his mind. It's yeah, basically yeah. a father going insane. <clears throat> and Which is understandable. Yeah. And yeah. the movie does start off with him, his first day at work, he loses a patient. Yeah. Pascal. Yeah, Pascal. Yeah, Pascal. Pascal. Yeah. Pascal. Pascal. Pascal is great. He's a friendly ghost who comes by through the whole film. Friendly skull injury ghost. Who is going, please don't Henry do this. Mary. Stop summoning <laughs> the dead. I do like that character a lot. I yeah, like, I, do. I yeah. like Pascal. Yeah. I like how at first we're like, oh, he's really creepy and scary. And then it's like, oh God, he's the voice of reason in this whole thing. He's the whole voice. He's, he's the Jiminy Cricket in this film. <laughs> please stop bringing people back to life. It's not going to end well. Yep. Yep. It's not working. Good Lord. So I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, no, it, it was, was a good. good movie. It was very good. There is a remake for. They made it in 2019. Oh, I'm not. There's a Pet too, also. Oh yeah, which sure I think it. I think that. it's supposed to pick up directly after the first movie with the way it left off. Mm-hmm. What happens with the mom? With the. With oh really? The, it picks up with her. Yeah. Dad making out with the drippy Whoa. plus eye wife. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hang on, we're now jumping around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst. It was pretty gross. I my uh, hypochondria was just through the roof. I'm sure with the that that was almost worse than the dirty bath water. Um, um, why was that not worse than? Oh my god! It's... Look, 
I just am very particular about my baths. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Well, not sponsors per se, but it is time to pay the vet bills. Pet Parents Pod now has a website, PetParentsPod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be Patreon.com slash PetParentsPod. Anything and everything can help. We would appreciate your support. PetParentsPod.com also lists that we are a BarkBox affiliate, so any special offers that we have, which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed, are going to be on that page. There's a link to BarkBox under the Ways to Support page on the website. We also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special offers are going on, anytime you subscribe to BarkBox using the link BarkBox.com slash PetParentsPod, you can get free extra month of BarkBox for your subscription. If you enjoy our content, spread the word, tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. So okay. uh, we're going to, so part of the reason the mom's aversion to death, because I, I think it's nice that they give reasons for why they react the dad's calmer with death because he's a doctor, so mm. he has to face it. Yeah. And then the mom's very, like, we're not talking about death. We're not talking about death to kids because she had a very traumatic incident where she had to help take care of her very ill sister. When she was eight yeah. years old. When she her was eight. sister was like an adult. Mm-hmm. Her sister died in front of her when her parents were away. It may or may not have actually been her fault. I don't think it was her no. fault. She had spinal meningitis, I think. Yeah, well, her sister was choking, and she didn't try to save her at all. Well, it was an eight-year-old. It was an eight-year-old, yeah. And her parents CPR left child. Her CPR. No, yeah, uh, fully culpable. For the child who barely could stand being in the room to help Which, feed her That's sister. understandable, though, that yeah. the child would find... All of that's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Especially want to avoid the sister because she looked scary to her. Into prison. So, no. out of curiosity, guys, who do you think played Zelda? Well, I have it pulled up, so. Okay. So, Zelda and the uh, little girl who played the younger version of the mom were actually siblings. Oh, okay. And they only really knew what's going on in the film and the scenes they shot. Um, Zelda was played by the young girl's teenage brother. I kind of got a sense yeah. that it was a bro. It yeah. was, it was, they were having trouble finding mm-hmm. the right fit for female actors. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, to get the cool, creepy factor. Yeah, you gotta get the masculine features to make it extra craggy. Well, gross. they specifically were looking for teenage boys because mm-hmm. they weren't white masculine enough and they needed right. some height but give and so they're like well we can't find anyone in our pool of like the right age women let's try let's try the boys and they're like but it's a girl role and it's like the director's like i make up it doesn't yeah. matter Look, how about calm down stacy yeah put the bible down it'll be okay we'll put a moo on him and it'll look great. <laughs> and so he auditioned for the role, and Heath's like, oh, yeah, I want to be a creepy, creepy, I want to be a creepy, like, half-dead person. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, we still need a little sister. He's like, I got a little sister. Hey, I got one of those. <laughs> and basically, that's kind of how they got, uh, they got casted together, was because her brother got the role, and then they're that's like... So Oh, yeah, I have a little sister. They're like, oh, she looks good. Okay, perfect. And so they had the scenes together, and that's all basically the girl knew of the movie. And so 
keep in mind, I told you they kept most of the movie like filming fun with the kids because they didn't want to. They were they trying, don't want to traumatize the children because yeah. a lot of like Stephen King's a dad. There's several dads on the film. Mm-hmm. Even one of I forget what role, but there was one guy who got the director, whoever is the I think it's called principal photography to do all the shooting. Mm-hmm. The, that guy was actually trying to get out horror because he'd done a lot of horror. And he's like, no more horror. And right. then whoever got him on the role is like, look, I really want your eye on film because you will handle this appropriately. And part of the reason he's like, I had a son who died like in a pool drowning. And so this film really speaks to me. And you will treat it with respect. I know you enough to treat it with respect. And the guy's like, okay, I'll do another horror film. Oh, I'll film it, it appropriately. Yeah, so it, like, is a film. And that was actually a lot of controversy over the movie. Is they're like, you can't kill kids in movies. We can't talk about this. And the fact is why it actually, I think, holds up is because the subject matter is actually pretty, it's, it's pretty universal. Yeah. Like, Accepting and dealing yeah, with can, death. Can we believe a father's mourning can be so extreme? And even though I just said no, <laughs> even though it, it is, it's still moving. It's still very evocative. To, yeah. to see it played out that way. Yeah, it's like at the at one point, it's like you're a doctor, man, and then him going, "I know I'm a doctor, but I'm I'm taking it back to the graveyard." It's like, yep. okay. here we go. Here we go. We all know this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But the cutest zombie ever. He was so cute. He, Gage was the cutest zombie. zombie ever. Uh, but we knew he would be so cute. So at the movie premiere, most of these kids and their parents got tickets to go to the movie oh, premiere. Oh, God. Um, so um, several of them at different points either like stopped watching the movie or uh, one of the twins actually went and hid in the bathroom. For like 20 minutes because she's like, I know this is about the part of the movie where everything gets scary. So she went and it's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And then about 20 <laughs> minutes later, their mom's like, sweetie, you're missing your big moment. And she's like, I'm good. It's fine. I believe it. I believe I was great. I, believe- I was there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And several other kids were like, we went and we covered our eyes halfway through or had to leave because I- <laughs> it got very scary. <laughs> I like how they, they tried so hard not to traumatize the children on the set. Yeah. When, when child like, labor laws are also like just like dubious to begin with, especially in a Hollywood. Yeah. But then they're like, yeah, here are the tickets. Go see this shit show. I mean, I think that's it. part of most contracts. You get tickets and the parents are like, it's your big film. Day. Don't you want to see your film? You want to see how fun this movie is going to be? Oh, no, you shouldn't right. watch it until you're older. Yeah. I just I just liked it. They were very careful, very trying really hard to keep the kids like entertained. See the finished product. <laughs> I, I'm not old enough. See it all together. Cemetery. And I'm 34. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a very interesting film. I've been fighting uh, my husband to see the movie Nope because I feel like my poor strawberry heart can't take it, but we saw it. It was really good. Uh, I, I want to see you know, if we're going to go over to your place sometime and steal your free copy. Yep, I, I own it now. So. Yes. It was so good, I could, I could watch it twice. Oh, uh, I totally want to see it. I've been... And I love uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah, Jordan Peele's great. Um, but I do think is very interesting because... Uh, the film is... Sh- See, older horror movies, I think, have a very nice pacing that modern horror movies don't necessarily always have. 
I think some break away from it, but the uh, slower pace and the setup mm-hmm. works a lot better than like jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. Right. Like you can set up a creepy ambiance. I'm fine with that. I think that works. Uh, Haunting at Hill House, I think, does a really good job. That's a TV series, so they have much longer period to draw it out, but they yeah. do a good job with it. Right. But what did you think of it, Heath? Um, I mean, it was better than I thought, but... A little campy? Well, yeah. He was a very adorable zombie serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also think... When uh, he was dying, he was really cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the way he slowly died. When he died the second time. To be clear, the second time. The second time he died. What was the thing? No fair, no fair, no fair. Yeah, no fair. He got. That was very cute. His dad, like, killed him with ketamine or something. Drugs of some kind. Yeah, he was injected with a syringe a couple times. And then he ran away. Yep. Nope. He started crying and was sad. Um, Killed the cutest zombie ever. The director was Mary Lambert, I don't think I said, and I think she did a really fantastic job with it, because it, a lot of horror has, like, slasher films, for example, are a good example of male gaze in horror film, which can lead to some creepy things. I do like the obligatory shower scene was actually with the dad and the Mm -hmm. dead mouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of like twists on troops. I mean, it was a bath scene. It, it was a bath shower, scene. but but that is like a, a horror movie trope, and it wasn't with a woman. So that that was nice. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. mix up. Uh, the house they set on fire wasn't actually a full house, but it wasn't. So uh, for the the um, why did the trucks keep driving past it though? The trucks. Oh, that was just that was. Where were the neighbors noticed? Nobody seems to be noticing. All of this at the end devolving. Oh yeah, I don't know. The devolving there were other at the houses end. within eye shot. I don't understand. I think it's supposed to be like middle of the night. People aren't really they're asleep. Why would they notice that? And the trucks are driving by. You so can quickly. hear houses a house collapsing on itself. Yeah. From a fire, and they would notice the smoke yeah. and the smelling of burning. Mm. Uh, speaking of the trucks moving fast, they actually got some truck drivers to drive the trucks because there was actually a trucking area in that area. Oh, nice. And the guy who drove the truck that <clears throat> killed Gage. Quote, unquote, you're doing. Quote, unquote, quote because unquote, we, they didn't actually kill a child. They used a mm-hmm. really cool mirror trick to make him look like he was on the road at the same time. They were shooting a mirror that changed Gage's spot at the time. Mm. So Gage was off the road, but the mirror made it look like he was on the road and they filmed the mirror yeah. getting hit. I mean, of course, they're not going to actually. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but his the truck driver's wife's like, you're going too fast in that scene. And he's like, I was going five miles per hour at the max. That is something with the movie, sweetie. Oh I don't know how they did it, but I was going like five miles. She's like, you were, I like that his wife's like, you were driving she's too fast. fast. <laughs> I followed clear direction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no child was hurt in the filming of this film. And she's just like. Honey, how are you going to see the toddlers on the side of the road going that fast? <laughs> I can't believe you did that, honey. <laughs> I can't believe, can't believe you. She's mad at him for like a week. <laughs> yes. No, sweetie, you know, I promise. You, you're you sleeping in the dog house tonight. <laughs> I can't look at you. Um, it was a nice paycheck you got, but was it worth it? You think about what you did. But uh, <laughs> the exterior of Judd's house was a complete facade. 
because they couldn't find a proper house that looked just like the house they need from across. Yeah. And they also had to plant that big tree in the Creed's house. That's why it looks out of place. It lo- yeah, they, they're like, this is the perfect house, has no tree. They So they took a mature tree and replanted it in that yard. I've seen that happen. It's pretty cool. It is. A lot um, of cranes and backhoes involved in yeah. that nonsense. It did manage to survive for a decade later, but sadly got it didn't make it afterwards. Oh, like the owners, so they killed the tree. They they didn't meet. They were told that it wouldn't hurt the tree. They were told that. And what the owners, hurt the, tree? the oh, transplanting. Oh, okay. And the owners of the property they filmed on actually did try to take care of that tree really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the owners actually were still living in that house during filming. They had a little side house, like the garage looking thing was where they were staying. Mm -hmm. And when the, uh, woman who owned the house was doing laundry, she'd be like, I'm coming out with my laundry. You guys better not be filming. (laughs) So, uh, and the, and the house that across, they built a giant Victorian facade in front of like a ranch style house. And they had to like, they were all very nervous on fire day. Because the oh, point was to burn it. Right. And so they couldn't move it. So, But they had, like, a firewall. They, like, spent the whole day, like, okay, we're ready for the burn shot. Yep. And, like, insurance people were like, you sure you got this? Like, yeah, don't worry. We totally got this. We got all the experts. They did not burn down any houses. Good. But I do find it really funny that they had to build an old Victorian facade from this, like, ranch-style house. Yeah. And that it must look out of place. Yeah, it must have been very funny for the people. It's like, oh, we gotta go around the back. They're still filming. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, it's a really neat piece of still film. I do have to judge the... Uh, I feel like... What? Did they? Did this doctor and the family not, like, actually go physically look at the property before they bought it? I assume not. Because if you don't... They moved the from Chicago. The trucks drive by frequently. They moved from Chicago, so mm-hmm. maybe it was, like, a remote thing. And maybe it was a sudden move because sometimes like that does happen. And especially back when it wasn't easy to travel back and forth, if he was still working somewhere, like being a doctor, it's not like you have a ton of time. And if you got pictures from a real estate agent, who's like, yeah, this is a great family home. The real estate agent's not going to mention the hardware. No, I got to check it off the bucket, man. That's a hard one to sell. That they moved to that house. Because if they hadn't of, then there wouldn't have been a plot to the movie. No, I know. Oh. I know that's why. Stop. I know that's why. I know. But I'm yeah. still mad at this fake doctor. I, I think this fake doctor did not know because they did seem surprised by the information. So I think mm. most likely it was a realtor who's like, I got to really get rid of this house. Ooh, a rich, fancy doctor. Look at this pretty house. It's so pretty, isn't it? Don't look at the road behind you. Put up a fence. Put up a fence. They had a big ass fence to save your fucking toddler. I do also (laughs) like. He almost died immediately. Yep. Yeah, he did almost immediately. Stop stop letting your child wander off. Uh Um, But I mean, that's kind of one of the points is even when you're vigilant, you turn around and they're gone for a second. Yeah, but that was bound to happen with this child. Yes, this child, you need to put him But if they had put up a chain link fence on like a big, like, you know, much of the property so that's within the space they were going to usually be in. 
it's the also child wouldn't have died. One of I those know it's part of the plot. It's part of the plot, and also I and think I, know it's that both... I, I accept that cats weren't weren't usually kept indoors back then. Yeah, I was gonna point out. I oh, think God. it was interesting to remember this is set during the eighties, so like getting your cat fixed and keeping them indoor all the time was actually unusual. Yeah, because they got no. they got church neutered so that he wouldn't wander as much, but he still got hit by a truck. Yeah, you did have that one guy. From Wheel of Fortune. But when did you start doing that? I thought he, that was, that was I thought it was like the 70s. Remember, get your pet spayed and neutered. Uh, Gen Z wouldn't remember that. Well, I, I know what you're talking about. The Jeopardy Oh, he guy. was saying it until Yeah, he, he said died, it forever. So. Yeah. Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Bob Barker, yeah. He would always do that. Don't forget. But I don't know how, like, when it started. <laughs> Hang on, let's, uh, we're live Googling. Yeah, live Google time. Let's see. Nope, that's Wordle. You love Wordle. I actually am uh, ambivalent to Wordle. Bob Barker. In 1982, Bob Barker began ending The Price is Right with the phrase, this is Bob Barker, remember to get your pet... Uh, help the pet population and get your pets spayed and neutered. So, okay. 1982. So, 82, and then this movie came out in 89. Nine. It, he did kind of become pretty infamous. And, yeah, but, it, but this is based on a book that was written years before. But what I'm saying oh, is, yeah, this is was... based on a book that was yeah. written way before this and then oh, shoved. Before 82? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Pet Cemetery was. Let me so check. He, he shelved it before publishing it for a long right. time. Pet Cemetery, the book. When was it published? Um, it's a 1983 horror novel that uh-huh. he wrote before. The, <laughs> well, that's that right. he wrote I'm before. Joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but what? <laughs> yes, you're right. They should yeah, have known. They should have known. But it was during that period of time. The fact that he still had to keep saying it. Yeah, no. So it's during the period of time. So it's an interesting also look back on time period that mm-hmm. you have to explain to people. Yeah. Like, it's like if there was a VHS in a, like an old I mean, film, nowadays, having to explain it to a kid. Yeah. Nowadays, people still don't spay and neuter their pets. I mean, well, yes, it's always Nowadays, if you lived next to a busy highway, you would not let your cat outside. I think, I think millennials in general just don't. They, they definitely treat their pets like babies, and I know yeah. this because I treat my dogs. Yeah, like yeah there's definitely been a, ch- a shift in, I would say... A lot of millennials have gotten houses for dogs. Our emotional two thousand. yeah. Yeah, I feel like also just more information on better ways to treat animals different from our parents before who were regurgitating what their parents said, like yeah. just better principles on taking care. Just like child care has like, changed a lot. Mm-hmm. from when we were kids. Right. Like, there's not really latchkey kids anymore, like there were in our generation. There still are. There's still Unless you not live in as Europe, much. Then there are. I'm saying it's not as much, because that is actually a thing. Like, latchkey kids aren't as common. Yeah. I mean, you're at higher risk of it getting complained about, I guess. Yeah. If somebody notices. But, yeah. But, yeah, but people, people people wouldn't have. in the in When we were kids, if someone, like, well, just, I mean, what sucks about that is, like, it's going to happen to single parents. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong. Work. 
I'm also when you not, get to a certain age, just, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying ideas and certain principles have changed. Mm -hmm. It was interesting seeing that. It, it's always interesting watching old films and going like, oh, wow, they haven't neutered their very adult cat. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that was just the point of it. Yeah. Well, I was judging them for living on that horrible, horrible road. Yes, well, you also care a lot more about roads than most people. I love watching Shouldn't everyone carry about what road they live on if your animal gets out? I mean, I've lived on a highway, so I guess it doesn't bother me. Okay, well, I worry about animals and kids running out into the road and dying, so. Yes, I, I know. So this That's movie why was really great for you, right? In a cul de sac. Yeah, I know. So. So this was a good movie choice, right? I mean... Not stressful <laughs> at all. Or triggering. I mean, I knew, I knew what was going to happen, though, because I gathered that much. Yeah, it is a film called Pet Cemetery, And it's mm. been around for a long time. And though I hadn't seen it before tonight, I think I had... Thought about gathered, it? No, I had gathered, like, parts of, like, oh, so it's... Like, for some reason, I thought a whole cemetery of... Oh, I think that was brought back, but then obviously the a child sequel. or something was going to be. I don't know. I, I, I do think that particular scenes from like the sequel. Oh, maybe that's what I was hearing about then. Yeah. That yeah, sounds like a bad movie. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard great things about the sequel, but I, the first one's pretty solid. I, yeah, I that's enjoyed probably it. what my aversion was to watching it because I heard about that and I was like, that sounds like a bad movie. I like when the foundation of the house uh, came bubbling up. And then all the corpses started rising to the surface. And then they said, they didn't move the bodies. They only moved the headstones. Ah! And then they was like, you know, being bumped up against dead bodies. And then he drowned. That was my favorite part. Yeah, at the very end. Mm -hmm. yep. That was the extended cut. Yep. What? That was is Poltergeist. That, I was like, is this Poltergeist again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Poltergeist. Poltergeist is basically is a housing development uh, is built on Vendia Barrier Grounds, and yeah. then bad things start happening. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What, I know what a Poltergeist is, so yeah. Yeah, yeah so well, that is the film. Yeah, that's the whole suburban film. family cultural appropriation cultural appropriation cool, 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 the dad's cool. also part of the construction I team i don't and know he if that's cultural appropriation more than it is just mislabeling what i think I it's land theft is. no it's land theft it's oh, stealing yeah, like land a, theft, but it, then also i feel like using it for a storyline kind of is though well there i but, don't know but it's yeah, I guess oh, that's not exactly the same. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's not We're good. not talking about Poltergeist, other no. than this is the film Kip thought another, they had another watched. Steve, another Stephen King movie? Is it? Is, is it Poltergeist Stephen King? King? I, I, th oh, I don't know. No, you keep bringing it's, it up, so it, I keep it's not a Stephen is, King. It's, um... Never mind, then. Uh, oh, fuck. It's Spielberg's. It's, Spiel it's Spielberg's Spielberg. only horror film, because he actually used to be more into horror, but then yeah. he started getting the name for family films, and, uh... Poltergeist isn't the scariest, uh, I would say. I think it does still lean into, like, it has a happy ending, I think, if I remember right. <laughs> okay. Poltergeist? Doesn't it have a happy... It doesn't... There, it's not, like, a horrible, like, everyone dies. I thought there's resolution. The spirits, they forgive them and they make peace and it's fine, right? I don't know. You know what? Let's go with it. I, they I, raise the, the, the subdivision to the ground. And then they make peace. Yeah. Fine. They're like, don't fucking build here. And they're like, okay, we're going to move now. Yep. It's just, yeah. Well, Spielberg's. Spielberg's. Yeah, it's okay. one of the last, like, horror things he did. 
because he started getting put into um, the family film, film category. Yep. And also, I, I think I remember hearing, and again, this is not Poltergeist cast, but um, like we've I, got sidetracked. We've now. sidetracked now. Um, the the whole yeah, spooky season. Yeah, the the hole that they used for the the uh, graveyard to bubble up from mm-hmm. the the bodies that they used. I heard that they used real corpses because it was cheaper. I think that's an urban legend. That I haven't double checked on that. Like an urban it sounds legend. super unsanitary. It yeah, also does not sound way. cheaper than some no. like clothes and a yeah. dummy. You can easily cover up a clothes. I don't think the actors legend. would be willing to do that. Also, I don't think they told the actors that you I would mean, be able to smell that it was real. Yeah, so, they, so that's an urban legend. I, I feel like. That's an urban I, legend. I, but, I guess if they were just bones, you wouldn't be able to tell. But also but, at know. the same time, I could see a studio lying to actors and then putting them in danger since studios do that Snopes. all the time. Were real corpses true? What? Oh my god! Okay, hang on. This is now Poltergeist Corner. Read oh, this. What? Real skeletons were used for a sequence in the horror movie Poltergeist. Uh, this Human is- skeletons. Uh, yeah, human... Here, were on. they, like, donated to science and they bought Let's it from see. there or something? You have to understand, this sequence took probably four to five days to shoot, so I was in mud and goop all day, every day, for, like, four or five days with skeletons all around me as I was screaming. In my innocence and naivete, I assumed that these were not real skeletons. I assumed... As most people they, would. <laughs> ...that they were prop skeletons made out of plastic or rubber. I found out, as did the whole crew, that they were using real skeletons because it's far too expensive to make fake skeletons out of rubber. And I think everybody got real creeped out by the idea of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Never mind. Uh, Hollywood strikes again. Oh, my God. I thought it was just an urban legend. I'm like, that does sound like an urban legend. But also, oh, Hollywood's done horrible things. Oh, never mind. It's Hollywood doing another horrible things. Good Osha? Where did they get the bodies? I don't know. They could have gotten them from like a uh, like sanctuary. Uh, there's also like donate yeah. body of science. That's not science. Ooh. I know, but you can buy them off of school. I donate my body to Hollywood. Donate they my body to Hollywood. Maybe unclaimed graves. Unclaimed graves. Yeah. I wonder if you could buy bodies. Oh my God. Back in the eighties. There's, uh, it's a lot of the 70s, 80s. That was Poltergeist, right? His skeleton mm-hmm. should have to be used by whoever wants to use it, whatever. Yeah, we got some human bones here. You got some skulls, got some femurs. This, this is one, not Poltergeist cast. This one belongs to Steven Spielberg. Pol- Poltergeist also had buried animals. So, yeah. Like the little bird and the goldfish. So there was a lawsuit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good. Did, where'd the bodies come from? Does it say? Their own script. Oh, the lawsuit was about plagiarism, not about... Never mind. Not about skeletons. Never but he was, mind. But, but the special effects uh, guy. Uh, guy, Craig uh, Reardon, mm-hmm. was deposed, and he swore under oath that the, the skeletons were real. Oh, okay. I acquired a number of actual biological surgical skeletons, um is what they're called. Uh, they're for hanging in classrooms and study. They are actual They are actual skeletons from people. I think the bones are acquired from India. 
What? So they just use oh Indian people as like hanging. Okay, skeletons. okay, okay. So I think what he's saying is he bought them from a medical school who had surplus of actual bodies yeah. that were used for educational actual educational purposes. purposes. Yeah. And possibly a acquired by some unsavory means through international markets. Yeah. So we're going to... really gross. Okay. Well, that was a fun little foray down something so, not related to um, the podcast death once is again. a <laughs> natural part of life, and don't bury yeah. your um, family or pets in a First Nations people's graveyard. I don't think mm-hmm. skeletons should be sold. That, too. Let's not I sell skeletons. I believe now there are laws against that. There are yeah, laws. You can't own someone's skull, I don't think. It still like, happens. Trading. Well, yeah, black market. Yeah. Okay, so, Bat, we're pulling back. Back to Pet Cemetery. Anyone have any final thoughts for Pet Cemetery? Would you want to be buried in a Pet Cemetery? Uh, oh, the song. <laughs> um, the actual Pet Cemetery? Sure. The First Nations people... Zombie graveyard? That doesn't no, exist. that doesn't exist. That's not how that works. No. I want to be. You guys know how what I want to have done with my dead body, right? Donated to science, like you said yeah, two like, minutes like, ago. Yeah. Wanna, uh, wanna, do wanna, you want to be one of those people at like that corpse graveyard? Yeah, yeah. Where I, they I see how long it takes to dispose. Yeah, body yeah. farm. I would prefer a sky burial if I could, which basically means getting eaten by birds of prey and other critters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would just like my bones to be uh, decomposed into the earth. I'm very happy with that. Most likely a cremation makes the most like sense. Liquefy me and flush me down the toilet. I'm fine with that too. Uh, I'll think I'll let Matt handle that part. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do that. I mean, you know, the. the you can the, write your will. The, uh, what was it? That one mortician from LA? She's the uh, YouTube mortician. Ask no, the mortician. No, on YouTube. don't know this person, but sure, go ahead. She's great. I love her. Um, great YouTube channel. And she is actually moving to the East Coast. So that made me very happy, except that she's older than me. But I so, hope that she starts a, a mortuary where they. she said that it's the greenest form of disposing of a body. And, I'm, and you basically just liquefy the person and flush them down the toilet. And I want that okay. for me. Well, good so, luck on that. Is it the greenest form with all the chemicals? No, it's not. It's it's. There's a different way of doing it. Okay. She she has a whole. She video has a on giant YouTube. body blender, she and just, then she mm. just dumps it down. Yeah, and there's a plunger involved. I can't remember how she liquefies you, but it is a lot greener than being cremated because then it's yeah. not all those. You know, yeah, you know, gas emissions. I mean, the greenest way would be to dump your body like under some a trees. Yeah, or that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't actually do any chemicals. Just dump it where it can decompose. Just naturally decompose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the most natural. What chemicals way. are you defining? Uh, when they embalm. embalm. No, if it, it wouldn't be embalming. No, we're saying no. liquefying someone. We're saying without that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah the most natural way without, without all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah, long yeah, as you yeah, don't yeah. embalm I, the person and then you just shove them in the ground. That's I technically. I really don't want that to happen. I hope. And whoever is responsible for my corpse, write a I'm will. not having children. Just write a will. You can you can specify those things. Well, now it's recorded and it's going to be published. Yeah, we we'll play this back at the at <laughs> the great. hearing. This is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heath, uh, what do you think of uh, Pet Cemetery? Uh, any last thoughts on death or spooky season? 
I feel like for Happy legal Halloween. documents, uh, the date is October 15th of 2022. It is 9.19 p.m. So just for, you know, le- yep. <laughs> kids' Wait, legal documents. Legal documents. We'll play back this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I can send you a, a clip of your wishes. That will be published on the internet. Anyway. No, that would be true. Yeah. Anyway. It is October 31st. Yeah, well, it publishes it. this, yes. Well, that's why I was We're giving the, the date. recording yep. date. For legal reasons. Yep. Anyway, uh, no, it was it was fine. But anyway, people can find us on uh, petparentspod.com. Uh, also, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Tell your friends and family who like animals about us. And you can email us, petparentspod at gmail.com. As always, we will continue to get better. Happy Halloween! Enjoy your spookums! Spookums! Goodbye! Don't throw up! What?